Here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Great news. My faithful sidekick is back today, so you don't just have to listen to me monologue for whatever, 40 minutes. Uh, today's topic, we are talking about realigning your perspective. All right. So when problems come up, uh, we're talking about a little bit of resiliency as far as it pertains to not catastrophizing um, and taking appropriate action moving forward. So that's the show, a little synopsis. Uh, Again, as always, there's a blog post up about the same topic at AboveAverageLeadership.com. Just hover over free resources, click on blog. It'll take you straight to the post. You're going to see a, a dope picture of an 11 Charlie Mortiman shooting a 60, which is still my favorite system on the planet. So please check that out. Also, be sure to check out the videos on YouTube. There will be a video coming up on this one coming out Friday. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. And if you do check it out, please do me a solid and like and subscribe. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks. Here we go. Hi. Hey, you're back. <laughs> I'm back. She's back. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So today we are talking about uh, all again, as always, a little blog post that I related to a mortar task. Um, yeah, so that's like, what? Got it. Um, and I'm going to explain, but the, the idea is, you know, and I talk about leaders in this, but this is in anyone's day. Um, you're plugging along, things seem to be going perfectly, everything's according to plan, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, crap, Every, there's a problem, right? Something, right. something is a little off. Something right. is not working the way it's supposed to, and... It's the moments right there that are so critical. Right. Um, and what happens, unfortunately, a lot of times is people immediately go into catastrophizing, right? <laughs> I say that word a lot, but it happens yes. a lot. It's, it, the human mind, it goes to the worst case scenario, any chance you let it go there. And the thing that, so, and when I talk and teach resiliency with clients or when I'm doing talks somewhere like that, is always a point that I make that you're not weird. You're not a pessimist because right. you go to the worst case scenario. <laughs> right. That is, that is 90% of human beings. That's why we're still alive. Right. You know, right. that's the self-preservation method. Otherwise we would have all been eaten by, you know, saber tooth tigers and gigantopithecus and Ooh. the, you know, we would be in a lot of trouble right. if we go, those eyes in the woods there must be attached to something that loves me. <laughs> No, we went to worst case scenario and right. we were right. Right. Uh, and so that's just, that's that old DNA still screaming through. And that's just how that works. We, we live in a nerfed up world though now. So it's most of the time, it's not something that's going to eat you. No, not usually. <laughs> but that mechanism in the brain remains. And so people, they start to freak out. Yes. And what happens, the, one of the things that's very bad about catastrophizing is it immediately stops forward progress. Exactly. Um, you are dead in your tracks. Yeah, and it doesn't matter, you know, I, I always touch on them because there's the three primary forms of catastrophizing. It doesn't matter which one of those you personally subscribe to. The odds are, it's, I promise you, it's going to stop you from moving forward. Right. No matter if you're always coming back to the problem, if you can't focus on anything else but the problem, like... Or if things right. just are going to... We're on a steady decline now because there's <laughs> right. a problem. You're just on the spiral waiting to hit 
even more problems. Yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> you know, it's I use always like big examples where it's like, oh, I was late delivering the Girl Scout cookies and now my whole family's going to die. Like, whoa, killer. Right. Oh, hold on. That's not exactly the consequences of that action. But right. That is not what happens directly after that arrow on the flowchart. But that is, you know, whether it's an immediate mindset or a subsequent fallout, that is what catastrophizing will lead to. Right. The, the only time you're going to be right about things getting worse is if you get stuck there and then things are going to get worse. Right. Um, right. Your inaction causes things to get worse. And so what I talked about in the post is, you know, what to really do in that instance. And in the post, I, again, I said I referenced a mortar task. And one of the things, you know this because you were married to me for all of it. Right. When I was the, the sole doer of it, when I was the overseer at a small level, when I was overseeing at a, a big level, like right. battalion level yeah. overseer of this t task being completed. Um, one of the parts of the gunner's exam is something called refer, realign, aiming posts. <laughs> and I'm trying to say it as civilian as I possibly can without yelling the word post in the microphone. Um, Which is just an old habit. <laughs> or, or using just like completely over the top inflection on all the other words. <laughs> Which is how it's done during a gun's exam. And I don't, I, I don't know that that's, any of that's legit. <laughs> I've, I've read, in fact, I helped write some of these yes, manuals. <laughs> and I can tell you that it's not in there. So I think probably someone at some point just said it that way, and I was like, sounds good. Sounds good. Roll with that. <laughs> That's right. But at any rate, uh, what the task is for is, you know, and, and I relate this to any task you're doing, um, right. but I'll give you the, the nuts and bolts of the mortar world of it, is, you know, mortar teams are in place for a hot minute. If they're being used conventionally, they could be in the same spot. You know, you could have a mortar tube set up for an entire year, an entire deployment. That's your hot gun. Just sits there right. to do counter battery, right? The longer it's there, or, you know, the, the other thing I talk about is everything affects how mortars work. Everything from what the weather's doing. And look, I say that in the post. I want you to understand <laughs> what I mean by how the weather's doing. We are one of the only entities that measures temperature in Kelvin. Right. That's right. right. Very technical, very detailed. What I know is most people go, Kelvin, exactly what I thought the first time <laughs> right? I heard it. Like like my neighbor, Kelvin? or like <laughs> No, and not Calvin, like he doesn't have a pet tiger. Right, no, no Hobbs. Kelvin. Kelvin. All right? So it's the finite details that make that a win or a loss right. when it comes to firing mortars. Everything down to how soft the ground is, Okay. Right. We'll use that as an example. But the point is, whether it's an immediate something went wrong, the ground was too soft, mm. or we've been here for a while and the landscape, the environment has changed, Right. we may drift off target because of that. Right. So our initial objective, the initial thing was our end state, and in mortars it's to provide timely and accurate indirect fire to support assaulting elements. <laughs> Pretty close to verbatim. Yes. Um, <laughs> but in the business world, it could be... A suspense for a report. It could be having something stocked by a certain time. It could be having something shipped by a certain time. At the house, it could be having everyone out the door for school at three t totally different times on four <laughs> totally different buses, but they're all still the same bus. And it's like, right. what is going on here? Sounds familiar. <laughs> um, all that stuff can impact getting it done. And so it doesn't matter if it's an immediate something gets squirrely. Mm. Or if it's been a while in the situation, the point is, it can get thrown off. Right. This 
tool, this process is used to bring everyone back in alignment. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no matter what changed, we have these po- posts that look like candy canes or barbershop poles, whatever you want to call them. Right. That is the aiming point for the mortar. Because believe it or not, when you're throwing boom across like four miles, right. you can't always see your target. <laughs> right. So you're not actually aiming at a target. Right. And so you it's use too these far away posts. Or the terrain is in the way. Right. The other thing is you want to be sure that whatever you're aiming at, you're aiming at correctly. Right. Okay. And so your, your tube where the boom is going to come out might be pointing to the right. Mm-hmm. But you're still aiming directly at these posts, okay? Right. So these posts are your steadfast reminder that you're shooting in the right direction. Right. After time, or because of the ground, or whatever it is, mm. that sight picture that you've got can get skewed. And once it becomes skewed enough, it's dangerous to fire. You're not going to be shooting accurately at your target. Right. And so that was the analogy I used for the post. It's the same in everything else you do. When that problem occurs, the ground was too soft, or our friend Kelvin showed up and now it's 20 <laughs> degrees colder and we don't right. know why it's snowing in Baghdad. <laughs> which like, actually happened. Which happened, okay? <laughs> we didn't know why either. Right. <laughs> but when that squirrely, you weren't ready for it thing comes up, you can right. get, and now your sight picture, the thing that you were focused on, your in-state mm-hmm. is skewed. Right. And when you get skewed like that, you're slinging boom in dangerous directions. Exactly. Or cl- and completely ineffective. And not only that, but you could cause more damage. Exactly. You know, like I use that analogy in the post. Like if I'm throwing a 120 millimeter mortar round four miles away and I'm off just a little bit. Right. I can totally miss the bad guys and blow up all the good guys. Right. Or all of our friends or you know whoever right. or infrastructure that has nothing to do with right. the situation tons <laughs> of potential collateral damage and the same can be said for anything else you're doing if you're if it's getting the kids out the door and then you know for us like Hannah can't find her shoes man right it that can, can really derail the morning if you let the it morning. <laughs> but what's the in state there getting it out the door for school right so if you lose focus of the in state there you're not going to start aiming at the target anymore you're going right. to start aiming at the shoes Right. <laughs> and the shoes is not the goal. Exactly. And so the point is of the exercise is to realign how you're looking at it. So the the big takeaway there is like, you know, the <coughs> the target me. never changes. The mission yeah. never changes. Right. The objective stays completely the same. You just have to switch how you're aiming at it. Right. How you're looking at what you're aiming at to become effective again. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the post is that, you know, when you, you get in those spots where things go sideways on you, if you focus on the problem that's sideways, instead of realigning how you're looking at the problem, does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think the other thing, too, is this is such a good point in in the immediate, like getting the kids out the door and you can't find the shoes, but also in the long term, when you have a long term goal and you are working towards something and you get derailed because one portion of what you're working towards isn't working for you or it's taken a strange turn and and you need to get back towards the goal. 
uh, being able to stop and realign without actually freezing and feeling like now you've lost sight completely of of your long-term goal. Right. Well, and the other big thing, like you're saying, you know, it time matters with this. Yes. You know, going yes, back definitely. to the mortar analogy, if I go, oh, wow, we're really not aiming the way we're supposed to. We can tell looking through the sights that we're not really using the poles properly anymore. Well, let's shoot five more rounds real quick, and then we'll fix it. Right. Like, right. <laughs> stop, stop shooting. shooting. Right. Stop. Right. I think that's, that is one, I think, huge thing in a lot of different areas of one's life where you kind of, are, you get to a point where you're like, well, it's not really it's not really broken, but it's not really propelling me. And you just kind of get in this loop of doing the same thing over and over again, when really stop, realign, recommit, whatever it is, if it's a workout program, if it's a nutrition program, if it's, you know, whatever the goal is, take a second. What is your actual goal? Refocus it and move forward. Right. And you know, the thing is, Aside from catastrophizing, there's distractors. Yes. Right? Right. And so, you know, you're talking about getting tied up into one thing that's right. not propelling you forward. If, if we want to tie it back to the original analogy, like, guess what? When you're in a combat environment, <laughs> you might be getting shot at while you're trying to do all this. Right. Everything is a distractor. And so guess what? <laughs> you can't worry about the noise. Right. You have to worry about the big problem. Right. And so that's... When I say stop shooting... I mean, stop trying to continue to engage with the broken thing. Right. Just like with what you're saying, when it's not working, stop. Right. Don't keep throwing bullets at it. Figure out, okay, because you've already identified it's not working. Right. So, and that's not what I'm saying is not the same as catastrophizing. It's not. No. It is stopping and figuring out what the problem is. Right. And you have to correct it. Right. It's, it's in the now that's got to happen. It can't happen in five minutes. And, and look, if... Like with the shoes, for goodness sakes. Like when we're dealing with the shoe issue, <laughs> we stop everything and we get the whole team to right. acknowledge the shoes are wrong. Right. I need everyone to focus on fixing the shoes real fixing quick. the shoes. So we can move back to getting to the bus. Right. And that's what you've got to do in the workplace as well. Exactly. You have to say, hey, my entire team, stop. Right. Right now, this needs to get fixed. Right. So we can get back moving towards the objective. Right. We're never going to get to the end if we don't get this resolved right now. And I think the other thing, too, it's, it's that even if, you, even if you're not at the very extreme end of catastrophizing, that panic that starts to set in, if you can squelch that from the beginning and do something that makes sense to start figuring out where you need to start if it's not obvious. And you that, know, make a list. Do I? You but, know? you know... And I, this is so, it's going to sound so easy, right? right? <laughs> a and lot it, of stuff sounds the thing so is, easy. It is easy. It's all about how you receive the information in your own head about mm -hmm. there's a problem, okay? What do you tell yourself when you realize it? Like most people, and look, Alice syndrome all day on this one. Right. Like I, I am guilty of this just like everyone else. But when you go, there's a problem, it's, oh, crap, there's a problem. Right. Oh my gosh, your heart starts beating fast and, and so you start you, sweating. <laughs> you're already going negative 
And then the negative self-talk comes in on top of catastrophizing. Like, this is because of my plan is failing. Mm -hmm. I didn't do enough. I, I suck. I suck. I suck. Right. Okay. Instead, instead go, that is awesome. I just identified a problem immediately. Right. And I've got time to fix it. Give yourself a pat on the back for figuring it out. Exactly. Because the reality is some people might miss it. Right. Or not have the intestinal fortitude to bring it up, which is an even bigger problem. Right. But good for you for identifying the problem and even better for you for going, hey, everyone stop. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you get stuck there without saying anything, then, again, we're right back where we started where things are going to get exponentially worse. But in order to, to get ahead of catastrophizing before it even starts, like, receive the idea of a problem. Try to, anyway. I mean, you're... Because... The reality is, like, look, it doesn't matter what the problem set is. You worry. I Name one thing that's ever gotten better because of worry. <laughs> nothing. It, worry affects absolutely nothing. And yet we let it affect everything. 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 It's true. I, worry, worry and fear. Those are the big stop you dead in your tracks. I had a surprise for you. you The next episode is about fear. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I think one of the other things that's just popped into my head, not to cut you off, but it's, I think a lot of times you get going in a, in a particular pace and you feel like you're really making a lot of progress and it's going quickly. And then you realize there's a problem and you, you hate to stop the pace at which you're working. Right. But there's nothing wrong with pulling back a little and slowing down to resolve a problem. And you're absolutely right. But look, so you don't want to lose that momentum. Right. But if you were to apply that momentum <laughs> to fixing the problem, there you go. then you never lose that speed. Right. The only pause you got to take is to identify and make sure everyone understands right. and then get that whole team that's really fire up about the thing they're doing because you know and i can tell you that when that's had to happen that refer realign aiming post has had to happen in an actual combat environment rather don't even get me started on the training side of things like when you're doing a gun exam forget about it i can tell you that the word post is yelled for a reason Mm -hmm. that is the last part for context of us identifying and post is like now we're going to fix the problem and so when they say post Mm -hmm. That AG, the assistant gunner for that team, like greased lightning, <laughs> runs towards those posts and then, like it owes them money, knocks the front one down, and here's the gunner yelling a direction. So the gunner is intense, yelling, right, right, left, left, whatever it is. And so when they get to that back one, they snatch it up and start booking it in that direction as they turn around and get put in place. And then once they get that stuck, I mean, they're booking, Right. right. They haul it up to that front one, get it stuck, and then run as fast as they can because they know what they're doing matters. And so like in a gun, this is practice, right? (laughs) When they're practicing, they do it crazy quick because they know that their score depends on how intense they are and how quickly they achieve this goal. Mm -hmm. In combat, it's even faster. When it matters, it's even faster because they know that they've got an objective to get to. We have a mission that we have to accomplish. And so as a leader or a parent or whatever facet of the world you find yourself with this problem set, 
if you can articulate to them like, okay, this is an issue. We got to get this done quick so we can get back to the mission. Because that's the whole point is getting them and you and everyone else refocused on the end state. And so this is the, while it, it is a big problem if we let it continue to exist, if we all work together and get this knocked out super quick, we can get back to winning. Right. And that's what you want. And that's what everybody wants. <laughs> so, you know, it, that's the, the whole essence of the post and what the takeaway was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so if you find yourself in that spot, like as the leader, as the identifier of the problem, just give yourself half a second. Blink two times and breathe. Congratulate yourself for discovering that there's a problem and being able to identify it and fix it. And then get your team involved. Get them to realign and get everything back focused on the objective. I feel like I did a lot of talking this time. You did, you, you did great. Okay, thanks. <laughs> See, you're absent one week. I know. I, I was gone once, and then it's like I'm just written out of the show. <laughs> it's, it's above monologue with Travis Crutcher. No, it was, it was wonderful. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> All right, well, and so now we've, we've given a little away. The next episode is going to be about fear. Oh, it's going to be a good one. It is. Um, and it's a twofer. I'll give you I'll give you a little tease right now. Not not fear broad. We could go, you know, two hours on that. This is fear it's it's a question. Is it really a fear of failure or is it a fear of success that you've got? Alright, think on that. Yeah, I'm I'm speaking your language. So that will be the next episode. We're gonna talk about do you really have a fear of failure? Or are you afraid of success? And I would be willing to bet it's the latter. Um, So anyway, we will talk to you guys next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. There you have it. That was the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, You know, it's important. That's an important one for me. It is one of those things that, it happens in all facets of your life where something's you think is going great. And then all of a sudden there's a problem. And if you, if you only focus on the problem and let it consume you in the moment, you're going to just start down that downward spiral of catastrophizing best bet. Stop what you're doing, address the problem, get it fixed. Use that same intensity. Like Jess said in the show to correct it and then move forward, keeping yourself lined up with the ultimate in-state goals. So, Hope you guys enjoy the show. Again, please do me a solid. Go to AboveAverageLeadership.com. Go to free resources. Click on blog. You can check out the post uh, that I wrote about this same topic. And again, keep your eyes peeled for Friday. There will be a short YouTube video about the same thing. You know, that way my visual learners, my listening learners, and my reading people, you guys all get a little love from me. So that'll be Friday. And again, when you go there, do me a solid. Please like and subscribe to the channel. I would really appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys next time. Later. Thank you.